seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one, -on -one. Irving puts it up, it's good, Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome, that's for damn sure. Yes, 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 what is up, everybody? Welcome to Taproom Sports Podcast, I'm your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, lads. Joined, as always, with my guys, Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson, and Swerving Irving Washington, and the billionaire Bad Boys Hoodie is that a billionaire boys club? Yeah, nice. Don't Pharrell own that? Well, owned it. I don't know if he still owns it. He probably sold it, but he definitely started it. But I'm you're right. I don't think he, I think he sold it, but I'm not sure. It could be wrong. He should have held out. Probably got way more money. It could be wrong. Uh, he also owned ice cream too. Ice cream, yeah. People have been <clears> coming <throat> in asking for those shoes lately too. Really, they're making a resurgence, huh? I guess so. Damn, interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, anyways, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, welcome to the fellas. A uh, lot going on this weekend. MLB opening weekend. Uh, Final four, men's and women's. We had a lot of controversy go on in the women's game today. <coughs> a lot of narrative shit. Um, but yeah, man, we got a lot to talk about on the show. How you guys doing tonight? How was your weekend? Doing good. Weekend was good. Can't complain. Today was uh, t today was a little rough for me. Drank way too much bourbon last night. So, hey, nice. Over that opening, opening, opening weekend blues with your with your uh, job. Yeah, I mean, we got we got to win. That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah. Let's be real. Damn. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat with you today, Ben. I I. Uh, Woke up, ate breakfast, and then napped for like till like one o'clock. And I don't ever yep. do that, dude. Oh yeah, I had a late late night last night, but it was fun. It's always nice to see people you haven't seen in a long time. So, yep. And in Vegas, or all know, our teams got the same record. Nah, the Dodgers are two and two. Yep. Oh okay. A's and Giants are one and two. Um. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, we'll get to the, we'll get to that we'll get to that in a second, but. Uh, we are being brought to you by Tavour. Make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. That's craft beer delivered straight to your front door. You don't even have to leave your seat. That being said, Ben, are you sipping on anything? I've got, uh, I've got that sweet bear wine. Nice. So I'm going the wine route tonight because my buddy and I drunk all of the beer that I had ready for the show today yeah last night and uh i didn't realize that i didn't have any so that happens exactly it's a good thing you got that sweet berry wine um i'm drinking i'm starting off today with a uh tropical hideaway burliner weiss ale with pineapple vanilla and marshmallows this is from bottle logic brewing company out of anaheim california um nice. never had a beer from them what's the percentage on it uh 5.6 Okay. So pretty cool. light. Um, and after all the beer I drank last night, I probably don't need another beer tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't really, uh, you know, got to do it, though. Got to power through it. Hair of the dog. I probably should have drank one earlier. Probably would have felt a lot better earlier this yep. morning. But anyways, that's here nor there nor anywhere. Let's talk some Major League Baseball. So opening weekend this weekend. Kind of a lot going on with the new rule changes and uh, um, just all, all this kind of shit, right? What was your takeaways for some of the rule changes? Because to be honest, like normally opening weekend in Major League Baseball, we see a lot of unders, right? Mm -hmm. But we actually had like 50-50 over unders this weekend. Um, so there was a lot of scoring in a lot of these games and a lot of it in, and without home runs too. You know, a lot of it had to do with the shift, the pitch clock, too. I think some pitchers aren't completely used to the pitch clock. They're hurrying up, and, and because of that, they're not, like, they're not throwing precision um, uh, pitches. They're kind of getting hit. 
So I kind of feel like it's benefiting the hitters in some regards, all the new rules, which obviously that's kind of what Major League Baseball wants to see because people want runs scored. But what was your guys' takeaway first weekend, all the new rules, shift rule, uh, bags, um, pitch clock being the three major ones? Yes. Look like early, it might. I'm pretty sure it's going to even itself out, but early it looks like it's benefiting the offense is more than the defense is for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's great to see a two hour game today. Yeah. Two hours and three minutes. Actually, yesterday. Sorry. Yeah. But you could tell like some staffs are really um, affected by like the Blue Jays pitchers for sure. Yeah. Blue Jays, um, they got a lot going on, man. They can't. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Bassett <laughs> did not have a game. <laughs> Holy crap. Was that three, three and a third? Allowed 10 hits, nine earned runs, four homers, zero strikeouts. Yeah. Alec Manoa was bad, too, on opening day. Manoa was bad, too, yeah. They happened to hit the ball. And then on Saturday, they had seven walks, and they couldn't score a single run, dude. Yep. I mean, that just – you can't have that, dude. Seven walks and was getting no hit to the sixth inning. Yeah. It was – one of the craziest stats I've ever seen in baseball. Bro, the very first inning, they had bases loaded with one out, and they couldn't score a run. Yep. It was crazy, man. And that was, like, that was the issue the, the Blue Jays had last year, too, was, like, they couldn't hit with runners in position. Like, remember, at one point last yep. year, like, halfway through the season, they were, like, near – they were, like, the bottom three WRC plus with runners in, in position. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something that they're going to have to clean up. You know, Blue Jays are a team that I was very high on coming into the season, and part of the reason was, you know, I like Bassett as, like, a third starter. I think he's an excellent third starter. But, you know, Manoa gets rocked. Uh, Bassett gets rocked. Galsman was actually pretty good. He gave up three runs, but they were unearned because of mm-hmm. an error. So he should have gotten out of the out of the inning. But in their bullpen, like, it doesn't look good. You know what I mean? Yeah. They uh, and, But, I mean, like, to be honest – the Cardinals are one of the better offensive teams in baseball, so can't put a ton of weight into that. Um, what was some of your guys' like <clears> – <throat> what is something that you guys were surprised by, like a team or a player? The Rockies. Why is that? Because they pitching actually performed a lot better than I thought it would. Dude, for some reason, like they always play well against the Padres. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but last year they were good against the Padres too, like – I think they were like 500 against them last year. Um, <clears throat> I think their, uh, I think their real team started to show at the end of that series. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the Rockies are going to be arguably the worst team outside of the A's. Not impressed by the A's this weekend, man. Yeah, A's had a rough weekend. Yeah, the A's looked bad. The Phillies had a very rough weekend. I was down on the Phillies, so I'm honestly like I'm not entirely shocked by that. No, but I mean, it, I think when you go zero and three and your run differential is at minus eighteen, you're you allowed twenty nine runs this series. Ooh, ooh, that was bad. That hurts. they could bounce back. I think they play. They they kick off against the Brewers tomorrow, right? Yeah. Oh, the Yankees. No, the Mets play the Brewers, right? No, Phillies. Uh, Phillies play oh, the Phillies, Phillies play yeah. the Yankees. Oh, the Philly might be able to bounce back. They playing. They starting off against Nestor Cortez, right? Yeah, but Nestor Cortez is. I mean, he's he was dominant at home last year under a two ERA. Ooh, yeah. <clears throat> is he gonna keep it up? Because you know we think he a jag. So. Yeah, I think it, home and road splits are real though. Like we see a lot of pitchers <laughs> that play well at home. They pitch well at home, and and also remember last year how uh, <clears throat> there was that. Style like I think it was like seventy five percent of the teams that played on Sunday night baseball and had to travel the next day lost the next game. Jeez. So that's something to keep your eye on. I actually like the Yankees tomorrow. I have them in a money line parlay. Nice. <clears throat> I need I need some offensive help for for my team. Jesus, shut out two games. Had forty one strikeouts over those three games this weekend. Yeah, I think you're gonna Did not look good. I think you're going to see a lot of that, Ben, to be honest, throughout the year. Yep. The Giants are very – a lot of their players are very streaky to begin with, you know what I mean? So Absolutely. Yep. And there's nobody that's going to lead this team, uh, you know, with 
like standing out. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, it, it is a very much of, you know, a bunch of Jags. So, yep. So, yeah, um, this is, this is going to be a rough year for the Jets. How about the Twins, man? 3 0, sweep the yeah. Royals. Woo! Yeah, the Twins actually look good. The offense probably needs to come along a little bit better. But isn't Correa out too? Uh, I'm. I think so. And, and Joey Gallo, man, he two home yeah. runs today. Yeah, yeah. Joey Gallo looked deep, looked good at the plate. So they uh yeah, they came up good. big. The Guardians, I thought, were huge too. Took three of four from Seattle in Seattle opening weekend, and Noah Emanuel Classe. Thought that was yep. a massive series win for the Guardians. And uh, you know, the first night, you know, uh, Bieber pitched excellent, and they lost, right? Because they couldn't fucking hit for shit. Next two, next three games, they they put up a lot of runs, man. I think they scored. I think they averaged over five runs in the next three games. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, off the top of my head. Um, but man, the Guardians, uh, that's a good baseball team, man. Yep. They just uh, they just play the right way, dude. They play the right way, and uh, Oscar Gonzalez. They just need an average offense, and that team is going far. Well, I, I think a big a big part of their leap uh, expected was Oscar Gonzalez, and I mean he looked really good in uh, this weekend. He looked really good, and if they can get that, if they can just get the protection behind Jose Ramirez, which forces teams to pitch to Jose Ramirez, it makes that team so much more deadly, dude. Yeah, and then obviously Stephen Kwan gets on base all the time. Um, it's just a back half of that lineup kind of sucks. But getting Mike Zanino was huge because Mike Zanino fucking rakes lefties. Remember last year, the Guardians fucking sucked against left-handed pitching. That's why they basically lost to the Yankees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can't hit lefties. But they go and get Mike Zanino. What does Mike Zanino do today? Fucking hits dingers off lefties. So, I mean, that was, you know, we talk about small moves that benefit teams that increase what they do. And that's huge, man. That was a yeah. huge move. Um, and there's kind of like we're, I, I think we're, I don't know if it was us we were talking about it, but I was saying we were talking about the Marlins and the Mets, and I was like, man, I kind of like the under in that game with when Drew Peterson was pitching because the Marlins couldn't hit lefties last year, and they they didn't really do anything to improve their lineup hitting lefties other than getting Jorge Soler back from injury. So, you know, and it showed that game one under, and the Marlins, man, that team... Jazz got to figure it out. I don't know if that kid can play center field, though. He looks lost out there. <laughs> Did he play second base last year? Yeah, but they brought in uh, Luis Arise, so they moved him oh, to center okay. field. And, I mean, they might have to try to, yeah. He looks he looks fucking lost, bro. Like, he's not a good defensive center fielder. Um, But, man, they got to they gotta start. They got to start hitting, dude, at some yeah. point. Well, didn't he... Wasn't he like zero for six, zero for seven, and then you know ended up hitting that homer? But yeah, but De La Cruz, I mean, that's a guy that <clears throat> he's one of their top prospects, and you know, Fangrash had him as one of the top five breakout players of the year. I don't even think he has a hit yet in four games. Who? De La Cruz, Brian De La Cruz. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, he's looking terrible at the plate. Yep. I mean, that, that team just uh, the bottom half of that lineup. I don't even. I think they have like one hit. Between their seven, eight, nine guys in four games. Yeah, De La Cruz is batting zero. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't even have a hit seven yet. Bats. What's that? <clears throat> he doesn't even have a hit yet. Doesn't have a hit, yep. That's the guy they're counting on. Jesus Sanchez batting 143. Uh, Joey Wendell batting zero. Uh... Uh, how do you say it? Uh, Avasel Garcia? Yeah. Zero. Jeez. John Segura, 91. Jazz Chisholm, 154. And then you've got like Arias, who's batting 563. Yeah, dude, he had like. Yeah, Garrett Cooper, 385. <clears throat> I was watching the game on Saturday. Luis Arias was like four for four, and he's like the only dude on the team that, that had a hit. Yeah. Nine hits and 16 at bats. It's crazy. But someone's got to pick him up. Yeah. <clears throat> Slayer hit a dinger over the weekend. That's a good sign. You know, if he's healthy, I think that'll benefit the Marlins. But, I mean, they could, they could pitch, dude. Like, 
pitch all day, but it's it's tough to win one oh games every fucking night, yeah. dude. Yep. It's very difficult, especially against a team like the Mets. Yeah. And I, I was really impressed with Texas. Yeah. I thought they played really well. They put up a lot of runs those first two games, which was surprising to me. It's two good pitchers too. Yeah. Yeah, no, Texas uh they look pretty good, man. They do. But they're going to go on like a fat slump, telling you. Yeah, they always do. Well, they got Bucci, Bo, Bucci, Bucci behind the, uh, you know, in the dugout now. That's that's <laughs> going to be a, a big thing for those young guys to get that veteran coaching experience. Yeah. No, he's definitely an upgrade at, at the manager position. And Josh Young looks really good. He had a home run tonight. Third mm-hmm. baseman. He was one of their top prospects in that organization. Um. You know, t- Texas has talent, dude. It's just I don't think that they're I don't think they have enough bullpen depth. I mean, they have Will Smith closing games, dude. Like that's yeah. that's not gonna work. That's not gonna fly. So at some point they're gonna have to figure out the bullpen, and then I mean, if you know Degrom continues to go out there and struggle, you know their starting rotation is not that good. Yeah. So I, I think down the line that's where we're gonna see issues. Like t- uh, tomorrow they play the Orioles. Orioles have Kyle Bradish on the mound. Against uh, uh, John Gray. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the, what's the Orioles at right now? Plus 136? Plus 117. Well, plus one. I see plus 117 on ESPN. So it's already gone down. They open at like plus 136. Everyone's betting the Orioles. Because that, yep. that's a good spot for them. You know? And I think the market kind of overvalued... Texas after the opening weekend, now you're getting value back on on Baltimore in that in that instance. Baltimore is one and two; they should be two and one. It took a fucking uh, yeah, God, crazy so error, dude. Like you yeah. don't ever see that in a major league baseball game, uh, and they end up losing that game. They should be two and one though. The Orioles have a major they if they can't fucking pitch, dude, they're gonna be in. Yeah, they're gonna be in trouble, bro, because that offense is good. The offense is is, is is great, but they gotta be able to pitch, bro. Ain't no way in hell you up nine to three and lose a game ten to nine. Yeah, <clears throat> that shit was atrocious, man. And uh, you know, I I didn't understand the Cole Irvin trade to begin with because Cole Irvin, like if you look at his pitching uh, splits in his career, like he pitches like uh, Randy Johnson. In Oakland, <laughs> in Oakland Coliseum, but outside of Oakland Coliseum, he fucking sucks, dude. Like his numbers are <laughs> trash. So that was like a, I didn't understand that move because he's basically like a fifth starter. He's a guy that'll eat innings for you, but yeah. he's not a guy you can count on to go out there and fucking, you know, stop opposing lineups from scoring. And that's basically like Kyle Gibson's the same way. Like Kyle Gibson is a, a fucking fifth starter. He's an inning eater. So they throw two. Uh, they're two of their top three starters in their rotation. They throw out there as inning eaters, and they fucking get shelled in the first weekend. You know what I mean? And mm. Dean Kramer, he pitched he pitched decent. He, he didn't really pitch bad. The bullpen kind of fucking blew that game on on Saturday. And then, like I said, the mm-hmm. fucking the error. Um, but a big spot coming up for Kyle Bradish, and then um, the following day, Tyler Wells, two pitchers that I think are fucking excellent, who I like. I actually I bet the Orioles tomorrow. I like them. Adley Rutschman. Whoo. Yeah, boy, he's looking good. Boy can play, man. Seven seven <clears throat> at bats straight to get a hit. To yeah. Start off the season. And That's... eight eight straight uh successful on base too. On base, yeah. But then I think he's like oh for his last seven <laughs> after that. <laughs> now he's only batting like four thirty nine. That's baseball for you. What do you What do you guys think? Um, Tampa Bay is it? The, are they lights out, or does Detroit just suck that much? I think it's a little bit of both, but it's like a I little bit of both. Yeah. I tell Felipe all the time. Like, there's this guy Felipe Ben. You know Felipe is. Oh yeah. He he thinks for some reason the the Tampa Bay Rays are just going to trade Tyler Glass now, like because they're not going to be good. I'm like, bro, they win 90 games every single year. Like they're good mm-hmm. every year. You know what I mean? Like, why would they just trade Tyler Glass and all that? I mean, that's just what the Rays do, man. They pitch hella well, and now they're swinging the sticks. Yeah, know? as long as they can keep the, the bats going. 
Maybe it was a maybe it was the Tigers pitching, but you know, now they get another three game series with the with the Nationals coming up. <laughs> the Nationals might not score a run in this series. Yeah, I was looking into the game because I I was like, man, Drew Asmussen's only like minus one fifty uh, against the Nationals. But I was looking at it, dude, and Drew Asmussen's numbers in in March, April are like fucking terrible, dude. So like, he always gets off to a slow start. So that's something to keep an eye on tomorrow. Don't just bet the Rays because they're better than the the Nationals. Yeah, it made me stop and hesitate a little bit. You say you gonna bet the under? <laughs> nah, because he, Rasmussen might get rocked. His ERA in in May or I'm sorry, uh, March April throughout his entire career is like a fucking five two or something. It's over a four. It's yeah. definitely over a four seven five. Yeah. It's the worst month of of his career. Is March, April. Yeah. Man, Wander. Doing doing great things at the plate. And I think this is exactly where I know it's only three games in, but this is where they thought Wander would be. Um, yep. which is is good to see him start off the the season. Six thirty six average over the weekend. Uh one point one eight slugging percentage. Sorry, yeah, one point eight OPS. Yep. Mm. I also think it's important for the Rays to get guys like uh, uh, Low back on track. You know, he was hurt last yeah. year in and out of the lineup. But the year before, you know, he was really good. He was a huge part of what they did, Brandon Low. Yeah, so, didn't he hit like 38 home runs, 39 <clears throat> home runs, something like that? Yep. So I, I think it's really important that they get uh, that they get Low back in, involved. Yep. Hopefully, Rosarina can stay hot. Yeah, he's a uh, game. Interesting game tomorrow too is the Angels and the Mariners. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a good one, bro. That's because gonna be a good one. For some reason, the Angels do well when they play the Mariners on the road. For some reason. Yeah, George Kirby though, uh, you know he had a three point oh two ERA the second half of last year. Supposedly he's gonna be on somewhat of a pitch count, but I think the Mariners coming off two or three losses against the Guardians, I think that. This is a huge series for them. I know it's only April, but mm-hmm. I'm not high on Reed Detmers. I think he's average at best. I just think George Kirby's so much better. Like they just have a huge edge in the in starting pitching. <laughs> at minus one forty, I actually have that as one of my best bets. Nice. Which I'll get to later, but uh <clears throat> yeah, the Mariners, uh, they gotta get back on track. You know, signing Colton Wong or trading for Colton Wong, I don't know why the fuck they did that, bro. They, <laughs> they should have just kept Brendan Fraser, dude. Like, what the fuck, dude? He, he's terrible. What's he batting been? Like, 0. .25? Uh, I think he has one hit. See. Let's see, let's see. Yeah, mm. 77. <sighs> bro. But... I mean, you look at the other players on the Oscar Hernandez, 71, J.P. Crawford, 91. Yeah, J.P.'s not in that lineup, though, for his bat. Yeah. But I kept I'm telling remember, I kept saying it all offseason, bro. I was like, there's a reason why the Blue Jays traded to Oscar Hernandez. He was not good last year. Yeah. You know, he only had- Stella, 143. Kalenic, 154. Man, he's been a huge disappointment. Yep. He just has raw power. Yep. But man, this this team, dude, if they cannot hit, oof. Yep. As a team batting 183. But again, they they would just face one of the best pitching teams in all of baseball. So it's it's hard to uh, knock them a ton in that in that respect. But we'll see what they can, you know, there's a big, like I said, there's a big series for the Angels and the Mariners because the Angels coming off, uh, taking two or three from the A's who, I mean, just look fucking lifeless, dude. Like, that team can't hit. They can't pitch. Waldachuk was actually nice uh, two times through the order, and then once he got to the third time, it was just fucking dinger city off of him, dude. Could not get out of, get out of it. But, uh. Yeah, it's like I'm interested with the Angels too because the Angels look really good for two games. But is that because they were playing the A's, or is yeah. it? Yeah. Or is it the Angels? You know what I mean? Like, I, I honestly, after watching the A's that first weekend, dude, like 
Talk about a team that can't hit, Ben. What's their team average? It's got to be like 8.083. Those motherfuckers cannot hit. (laughs) Yeah, it was not pretty. Let's see. So you putting your A's on auto (coughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's a... That's not a good baseball team, dude. 186. 186. Yep. Not a good baseball team, man. <clears throat> they definitely might lose 120 games this year. Damn. Dead ass. You're going to give them 42? Yeah, they'll win over 40 games. I'm I'm starting to question well that what if they'll win 50 though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they might yeah, have to luck play. into it, dude. Yeah, I didn't expect that light up to be that bad, bro. Yeah, they just oh yeah, my god. Because the Angels don't even have good hitters, so I mean, the Angels don't have like great pitching. So well, Sandoval's good and Tyler Anderson's good. Yeah, and Shohei, but and that's the three they faced. But yeah, yeah I mean, like their bullpen they that isn't good that where good. Y'all only score what one, two runs a game, three runs a game. Dude, the only reason why we scored three runs at last game. Was because they were up like thirteen nothing. So it's like, you know, they're not even putting their good pitchers in. They score. It's crazy. The maybe the line's different, but ESPN saying the line is at minus one fifty five for the Guardians over the. Uh, yeah, because nice. um, what's his name is pitching tomorrow? Plesac. Uh, yeah, against Caprillion. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, there's no way I would back the A's at this point. Yeah. And the Guardians are so much better, dude. Like yeah, you can't back you can't back the A's right now. If you're a team like the Guardians too, like you see a team like this on your on your schedule and it's like, all right, we need to go and take care of business. Like, let's just go win these three games in this set and get out of there. Because, you know, you beat these teams that you're supposed to beat, it makes life so much easier when you get into like tough series, right? Come play out like when, once we get down to you know August, you know you could look back on these type of games and be like, man, no fuck, we dropped two or three to the fucking A's. Yeah, these are games you gotta take advantage of. And you know Tito Francona, he's one of the best managers in baseball, so I, I know this team's not gonna be like down. My only concern for the Guardians in the series is like their bullpen usage, you know. Tyler Steffen has already pitched a lot. Karen Checks pitched a lot. And they don't have Emmanuel Classe right now. Yeah. But De Los Santos looked really good today. I mean, dude, the Guardians just like, they got all these relievers. I don't know where they get them from. They're all fucking good. Like, bro, they shut the Mariners down. Yeah. Basically four games. I mean, the Mariners scored three runs one game and one because the Guardians didn't score any. <clears throat> Gardens are just there's a good baseball team. It's crazy. Well rounded too. I think that's the that's the big thing is they don't have to you know, they have offense, they have pitching, they have defensive firepower. Oh yeah, defensively like they're great. Yeah. There's not one thing that they majorly excel at, but they're just good at everything. Yeah. Alright, so if you're a team like the Blue Jays right now. Obviously, I I know it's only I know it's hella early, dude. I know I know it's early, but are you a, are you like a little bit concerned? Like the fact that Manoa gets rocked, Bassett gets rocked, your bullpen hasn't looked great, you haven't been able to hit with runners in scoring position. Like, are you a little bit concerned because these are issues that they had last year that you, you thought they addressed? And I know it's only the first. Like, I get it. It's only the first series of the season. It's a long fucking season. <coughs> but are you a little bit concerned? I would definitely be a little bit concerned. Yeah, I, I think you definitely have to have, have some concern there because, you know, the Cardinals, they are a good team, but you, you're you really wanting to be up at that level of the other good teams in the league. And I think everyone thought Toronto was going to be better than St. Louis. So if you're... You know, if you're dropping two of three and, you know, the, the one game that they won, that 10 to nine game, 
do they really deserve that win? Uh, then you lose big the next day, four to one. You lose big the following day, nine to four. So, like, I, I'm a little worried there. Uh, I think what they have going for them is that they have Kansas City coming in. And Kansas City did not look good yeah, whatsoever. Are they going to Kansas City? Or is sorry, it... they're going to Kansas okay, City. Okay, okay, it is, it's it is at Kansas City. City. Yeah. Well, that'll be a pick-me-up because I think wasn't Minnesota at – well, bad. Was it Minnesota at Kansas City this weekend? Opening weekend? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they swept them. So, yeah, only by I mean, only run differential seven runs though, which yeah, every game was pretty tight. Yeah, but still, you know, Kansas City only put up four in three games. So, you know, if you can hold that, you you know, even have adequate pitching, you you can take those games against Kansas City. Their bats are just. Not. Who's pitching tomorrow for the Blue Jays? Uh, it's, uh, Blue Jays. Is it Kikuchi? No, I think it's uh, Barrios. Oh, God. Uh, Dude, they might lose that game. <laughs> yeah, Barrios for Singer. They might lose, bro. Give me Brady Singer. Mm. Yeah. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Bro, Barrios is trash. I know, but he might have bounced back here. He wasn't even good in spring training, though. He wasn't even good in the WBC. Damn, I'm just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working. I mean, like, Brady Singer, a, he's a good pitcher. Yeah, he can be, but he ain't going to have no run support. Yeah, yeah that's the problem. They got to gotta get them bats going. Might have to go with the under for that game. Yeah. What about your Dodgers, Irv? How you feeling about them? I think we're going to be all right. We just got to get – like today we just didn't get timely hits. We got to hit with runners on with runners on and runners in scoring position. If we can do that more often than not and not just be, not be tragic at it, I think we're going to be all right. The pitching looked a lot better than I thought it would. Uh, Noah's uh, – Syndergaard was good. Six innings, yeah, one hit. Yeah. yeah, he looked good today. Or one, so. one earned. Yeah, we can keep him at that clip. We'd be all right. But we probably need to add another bat. But Dodgers have a plan, and I don't blame them. So I'm not even going to say this is a throwaway year, but we know that the talent on this team is going to be drastically different next year. So, But keep those young guys in it. Keep fighting. I think we're going to be all right. I can definitely see us winning 90-plus games, so. How about the Diamondbacks? So, in the way that in the way the uh, Padres looking, I, I'm, I'm I don't I don't <laughs> I'm pretty confident about that. Yeah, Padres did not look great this weekend. I, I think starting pitching is going to be their issue, bro. Mm-hmm. Their rotation is not that good. You know, we talked about it before the season. Like Nick Martinez, like it's not good. Like if he's starting, dude, you don't have a good starting pitching. You don't have a good yeah, pitching set. The dude they traded today pretty much shut down the Atlanta Braves, so that just lets you know how oh, good that McKenzie, uh, that McKenzie, McKenzie Gore. Gore kid is going to be. Yep. Yeah, he was hella good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's just it's interesting because, like, the Padres are built to score hella runs in a ballpark that doesn't allow hella runs. It's like almost counterintuitive to like how they built their team. I just, I don't, I don't get it. And you know, the Rockies were so terrible last year on the road hitting. Like they were, I mean, they could not hit on the road last year and CJ Crone has three home runs. He leads the league in home runs right now. I mean, that's crazy. Um, We know they'll regress though. Oh yeah, yeah. dude, the Rockies yeah. are, the Rockies will probably lose their next 17 games, dude. It yeah. wouldn't shock me. Well, and, and, you know, they scored a lot of runs this weekend, but they also allowed a lot of runs, too. So even though they were two and two, and they're still plus two on the run differential, but it was a completely different team in the first two games that we saw in the second two games. Yeah, absolutely. Um, What about the Diamondbacks? So it's a good team, man. Yeah, they actually look decent. They're not going to be trash bins this year. And if Kyle Lewis could play anywhere near the way he did when he won rookie of the year, that could be the icing on the cake for them. But they got good young talent. The pitching has to get a little better outside of Zach Gallen. Um, <coughs> the, the guy on the mound today didn't look bad at all. But Zach Davies? 
Uh, Merle Kelly got slapped around, and the bullpen probably going to be kind of an issue, too. They look good today, but I think that bullpen, they might not hold up. No, they got a they got a nice bullpen. What about uh, Bumgarner having to be uh, sent back over to Arizona because of fatigue? Yeah, I think it's time for him to call it a career, man. Well, he's got he still has three more years on contract too. They'd be they'd be putting a lot of dead money in that. Yeah, but dude just don't have it no more. Man. <laughs> I agree. Move him to the bullpen or something. That twenty fourteen World Series run fucking killed that guy's arm, dude. Yeah. He's never been the same after that. I mean, he wasn't he I mean he only had two strikeouts. Two strikeouts, four walks. Uh, five runs. He he's just not the same, dude. Yeah, yeah. I think what well, didn't Trace hit two of his home runs off him? Yeah. No, he's only allowed. He's only around one home run. Okay. Yeah, uh, Trace hit one off. Uh, Solser. Yeah, Solser. Okay. Trace had a monster game, dude. Yeah. No. Three home runs, eight RBIs, second in Dodgers history. Only person that had more than that is James Loney. James Loney, man. I haven't heard that name in a while. 2006. Motherfucker hit two grand slams in one game and a solo home run. That's crazy. That's crazy. I did like that Dave Roberts said, like, okay, if you hit three home runs, then he's going to be playing. So, <laughs> best, day, best day of his life. Yeah. So, Mookie went into second today for that one? Yeah. That's crazy. Um, all right, any other any other takeaways from opening weekend? Uh, uh, it's going to be terrible. If they can't score eight eight or nine runs a game, you can pack that team up. Who's that? The Boston Red Sox. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They should be one and two. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's a Volpe, three stolen bases. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing, dude. A lot of stolen bases this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. If you bet the over on some stolen bases for people, you might make a lot of money this year. Yeah, yeah. the market will definitely adjust, though. Oh, Robbie Bray placed on uh, <coughs> IL. Bro, he's talking about a guy that's too. cooked, dude. He's he's fucking cooked. Yeah. The Mariners love fucking signing dudes to big contracts, and they never pan out, dude. It's yeah. like the Mariner way. <laughs> Robbie Cano, Robbie Ray, Eric Bedard. Oof, okay. Aaron Judge, two home runs already. Where you left off? Yeah. yeah, two solo dingers, though. Yeah, that's that's the big problem. It's three things guaranteed in life. Death, taxes, and Aaron Judge solo home runs. Yep. Yeah. He got to get those with runners on, in position, but... I mean, the big thing about Aaron Judge is just staying healthy, dude. Because, like, yeah. aside from last year, he's all he's never really played a full season. So, you know, if he could, if he can stay healthy, I don't, I don't see any reason why he can't come close to what he did last year. Yeah. Although I don't think he will. Solo dingers. How many RBIs does he have? Just two. <laughs> Let's check. Let's see. No, he had uh, he had another. Uh, he had a single where he hit one in. Uh, arson Judge. Uh, I saw an Arson Judge jersey yeah, at one of the games, and I really wanted to a, get he it. Four for four for the uh, uh, Giants yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> four RBIs. <laughs> four solo homers. That's not bad. That's not too Six bad. Six hits, two home runs. Yeah, Philly 0-3, fam. And they got Tahan Walker on the mound tomorrow. Yeah, take the Yankees money line. Best bet. Shit, you yep. minus 1.5. <laughs> yep. I don't know. I don't, I'm don't. i not a big run line guy. Just because, yeah. like, anything can happen. I feel you. Too many times last year, you, I, I've seen games where a team's up three in the ninth inning and the a team hits like a, a two run home run and lose three to two, and you lose the fucking minus one and a half. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> no, I like the Yankees money line tomorrow. I definitely am with, on board with that one. Um, all right, let's talk some Final Four, man. So 
San Diego State versus uh, FAU. Man, what a fucking game, dude. That was a fucking game. <laughs> FAU, FAU starts out the game 5 nothing. San Diego State goes on a 14-0 run. And then FAU answers back on a 20-4 run of their own. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a game of total ebbs and flows. Then the second half, FAU with 13 minutes left to play is in, in bonus, which means any foul they go to the free throw line. San Diego State holds them scoreless for like five and a half minutes. Get back in the game. Lamont Butler, buzzer beater, jumper. They win the game by one. They don't cover, but they win the game. What was your guys' thoughts on on the San Diego State game? Amazing game. Now, I think if San Diego State ran the offense through Letty and uh, the other guy, Bradley, a little more, the game probably wouldn't have been as close because FAU could not stop either one of them. He was too strong, too agile for that seven-footer, and he was just not – he just couldn't keep up with him. And Bradley was – that dribble penetration was killing FAU. Bradley's Um, hella strong, dude. Which, yeah, you don't really see. He kind of reminds me of a, a left-handed Jameer Nelson. Like, you cannot keep that dude out the lane at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lede was, was really nice. I, you know, San Diego State couldn't hit free throws either. They were like 12 to 23 yeah, from the yeah, free yeah, throw was, line. That was nasty work mm-hmm. at the free throw line. If they hit their they free throws, like they would have. They, they missed like their last, <clears throat> their last six free throws and only made one. Mm-hmm. Like if they if they just made their free throws, they probably blow FAU out. It wouldn't have been that close, but man, that was a hell of a fucking game, dude. Um, which was nice because you know <clears throat> the very next game, UConn and Miami. I was, you know, Aaron and I talked about it on Aaron and I talked about it on Friday, and I I told him I was like, bro, if you like Miami, just take Miami money line because UConn's zero and six in games decided by six points or less. And the spread was five and a half. But I was like, if you like UConn, you should also sprinkle some money on the alt line, minus 11 and a half at plus 360, because UConn blows, when they win, they blow people out. And I just, I didn't think that Miami was going to be able to contain Klingon and Sonogo and Shocker. They couldn't. Uh, That game was never fucking close after like the first two minutes of the game. Miami had a great season, and they got nothing to hang their heads on. But, man, UConn is a fucking juggernaut right now, dude. What was your guys' thoughts on that game? Yeah, I kind of knew that game was going to play that way. Miami just don't have the size inside to deal with those two guys. And and when UConn shooting like that and those two guys in the middle taking advantage of that, that small Miami front line, that game was either going to be – it was either going my either Miami had to shoot the damn nets off the uh, shoot the damn net off the rim from three point land, or it was gonna be it wasn't gonna be close and it wasn't close. Miami made that run. I think they got it to like seven or eight. Yep. And then and you kind of took, took off again. I'm like, yeah, man, this game a wrap. Yep. I didn't watch this game, but I checked the lines on it, and I mean, I'm just surprised, but. Six additional turnovers, fifteen turnovers compared to the nine. Like I'm a bit more surprised that this wasn't a little bit closer. I well, mean, I mean, Miami is just too small. The, what's that? Miami's just too small. Yeah, they just couldn't like. None of their shot attempts were like good looks. Like they were all contested. Yeah, it's only shot thirty two percent compared to the UConn's forty nine. Yeah, because I mean UConn like. Even when they missed it, they get like a free offensive rebound because Miami yeah. can't box out fucking Sonogo or Klingon. It was it was just a uh, it was nasty, and that's the difference between San Diego State and Miami is that San Diego State is long and athletic, you know, with guys like Lede and Mensa and and Agapa Rope. So that's going to be something that that UConn's going to have to deal with that they haven't had to deal with at all in this tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, Gonzaga has big guys, but like let's be honest, dude, Drew Timmy. Got fucking yeah, he's slow and he doesn't. He's not a good defensive player. Like this, this San Diego State team is is a lot different. Yeah, they're basically like St. Mary's but more athletic. The over under is only one thirty two. Yep, 
And the line's seven and a half, which I think is way too much. UConn might be the better team, but San Diego State is going to keep this game close, dude. I promise you it's not going to be a blowout. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I took the seven and a half. Everybody and their mom is going to bet UConn. I, I'm telling you that right now. Everybody's on UConn tomorrow. There ain't a soul on San Diego State except for me. <laughs> it's just too many points. But I am fascinated to see how UConn does deal with all the <clears throat> length and athleticism of San Diego State. It's gonna be gonna be in, when's uh, when's the final? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Monday. I think it might it, be a slobber knocker. I think it tips off at like five fifteen or six. Six twenty. Six twenty. Nine twenty Eastern time. Man, I would hate to be on the East Coast. Yeah. Mm. Everything tips late and shit. Because of us out here on the West Coast. We're more important. <laughs> Damn straight. Yep. Uh, all right, let's move over to the women's Final Four. So today, Iowa, Caitlin Clark, one of the best players in the country. Uh, they were three-and-a-half-point favorites against LSU. LSU blew them out. That, that game wasn't close. But what happened during the game at the end, uh, Angel Reese, the best player for LSU, was taunting Caitlin Clark. <clears throat> a lot of shit was said online, a lot of back and forth, saying that, uh, Angel Reese's classless and <clears throat> all this shit. What's your guys' thoughts on on like taunting and 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 you know talking back and forth with your opponent and stuff? Are you does that make you classless or is it just uh you know Hell, competitive? It don't make you classless. Honestly, Kaylin Clark was one of the is one of the biggest shit talkers in uh in NCAA women's basketball, and she's earned it. She's a dog. She's a beast. And if you're going to dish it out, you got to take it. She's been doing You Can't See Me the whole tournament. She did it after she dropped off South Carolina, which was cool. 36-0, you dropped, what, 40-something? On, didn't she drop 40-something on South Carolina? It was a lot, dog. She had a game. Yeah, so if she, they couldn't see her, and she couldn't see LSU tonight. So, you can't. Yeah. That's what Ring me, baby. Oh, my dad always told me, he who have, he who laughs, laughs, laughs best. And you can't dish it out if you can't take it. You can't take the heat. Stay out the kitchen. Now, when she was doing it, she was a fierce competitor. And that's what you want to see. And, you know, this is what makes women's hoops better. But when it gets done to her, they're classless. But like the LSU said, uh, like the LSU coach said, that's cap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's all all just dependent on what is said. If if you're going below the belt, then yeah, that can be classless. But if you're not, that's true. Then she, she, all she did was this. Yeah, that's that's nothing. That you don't. <laughs> yeah, hundred like, vision. People in Iowa don't like that. Though. Yeah, no, they don't because <laughs> they like it when Kaylin Clark's doing it though. Yeah, they yeah. love it when she's doing it. Yeah, that was uh, seeing some of the reactions online. I was just like, "Dude, come on, bro! Like, it's funny. there's no way we're doing this, are we?" <coughs> just it just so happens, you know, that they're saying it about the the black player, and yeah. no one said it to, about the white player when she was doing it. It's funny. And, Remember when Weston they won all those years back? Don Imus called him what? Uh, uh, what do you call the Rutgers team? Uh, he was like, yeah, the, the ladies from Tennessee look good. And like, you know, like full of class. And the Rutgers girls look like a bunch of nappy head hoes. That's what he, I think that's what he says. Shit, Don Ice, bro. That was the last time he was ever on sports radio. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> that's crazy. All right, let's talk soon. Let's talk some NHL real quick. Benjamin, playoff race, yeah. playoff races. I mean, eh, there's not much, not much race left. I think there's <laughs> one, one opportunity for, you know, a team in the East to to make it in. There's um, see, there's five teams fighting for the wild card, two, last two wild card spots. So, no. uh, well, now nah, you can count Buffalo's Ottawa. too far. 
Ottawa's too far. Uh, it's it's either going to be the Islanders, the Penguins, or the Panthers. So you don't think Buffalo could make it? No, they're they're too far away. I mean, they do have two games in hand, but uh, the way that they've been playing, five, three, and two in their last six. Um, let's see, and they they got a, a tough schedule coming up for those those final few games here. Um, they do play the Panthers, so that's you know that's a, a big you know, that's going to be a flip of, you know, if if they can pull this out, but they've got uh, Carolina, New York, uh, uh, Ottawa, Florida, Detroit. They do have Columbus and New Jersey. So they've, they've got some tough opponents uh, kind of moving forward that I, I just think they're, they're too far out of it. It's crazy that some teams have played like 77 games and some teams have only played 75. Yeah. That's wild. Um, so and who then, do you think makes it in the East? Uh, <coughs> I'm going to... I'm going to say the Islanders aren't going to make it. Um, I, I think they're going to be the wild card, even though they're up on points right now. They do have a game in hand. Um, they're on a losing streak which is, is kind of a rough time to do it right now. Um, and, you know, they've they've got some, you know, tough games coming up too. I'm pulling up their schedule right now because for some reason I... There's two wild card spots, right? Yeah, two wild card spots. Um, but they've got Tampa Bay, Philly, Washington, and Montreal. So they're going to have to win at least three of those games. And I only see them maybe winning two. Hmm. So that's the I, Islanders. I think, what's that? That's the Islanders. The Islanders, yeah. So I, I think the Islanders are going to be, even though they're on top in the wild card race right now, I think they're going to be the ones, uh, ones sitting out. Damn. So I think Pittsburgh and Florida will will take it. What about the West? Um, the West is a a little bit you know more different of a story. Um, I'd say. You know Nashville is still in it with their 84 points. They're and they still have five. seven games left too. Yeah, exactly. They have seven games left. So does Seattle though, um, which kind of makes me think that Seattle is going to be is going to be able to make it in that wild card position. But that leaves either Calgary or Winnipeg, one of them sitting out. And if I'm Calgary, if I'm Winnipeg, that's a very, very bad season and a bad way to end the season because you're supposed to be you're supposed to be on top and both of these teams one of them's going to make that last position one of them's going to be the you know the one sitting out yeah and that's a that's a l season you know even if you are that team who who gets into that last place um winnipeg has i mean they do have nashville um they have nashville minnesota Colorado, San Jose, and Calgary. So they've got a very tough season, the way to end out that season other than, you know, San Jose. And then you've got, um, you know, Calgary with Chicago, Vancouver, Nashville, San Jose, and then that Winnipeg game. So I think the Flames are going to make it in and Winnipeg will, will be the one, you know, sitting on the sidelines. Yeah. What do you think, Irv? Yeah, I agree mostly with Ben. Calgary, yeah, they they their offense is just great, but some nights they just can't stop a damn nosebleed. Like tonight, nope. they won. They was down. I think they was down two zero three zero. They come back and win, but bro, you shouldn't be down that much. Didn't they play the Sharks tonight? Or they play? Was it the Sharks? Let me look and see. Calgary, Anaheim. Anaheim, yeah. You played the Ducks. The Ducks give up probably the most goals in the league. Like, yeah, it's just. I, I also know. don't know what tough. the Sharks are doing. Yeah, it's yeah. Winning three in a row. Yeah, fucking y'all, idiots. Y'all, y'all balling, bro. There's dumb as shit, dude. Yep. Why? It's an L at this point. Yeah. Y'all taking. Y'all told, I told y'all they're gonna. Y'all can't tank right. The dog going up here. You go from being in last place to now 28th. 
Yup. And you're beating the Jets tonight. Who got the worst record now? The Blue Jackets or the uh, Chicago? Oh, yeah, the Blue Jackets. Man, I do not want to see Bedard in Columbus, man. No. No. No, those. The. The. The Blackhawks have the the lowest amount of points. Okay. Oh. They have 54 points, and Columbus has 56. Sharks have 59. Sharks are a fucking joke. Sharks have six games left, though, so hopefully they can lose all six. Yep. Uh, why? Why are you winning these games? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's crazy. And it, they do have some, you know, more difficult opponents, so we definitely can go 0 for 6. But you can't have Noah Gregor scoring a hat trick against Arizona. We've got two against Edmonton, two against Colorado, and then we have Winnipeg and Calgary. We should be going. I mean, watch us win both of those uh, Edmonton games. No, yeah, I should go zero six, man. Hopefully, God, I hope so. Hopefully, yep. All right, let's go, y'all. Let's get some best bets for tomorrow. What do we like? Give me the Golden Knights on the money line plus one fifteen. Irv Knights plus one fifteen. And uh, give me the for MLB. I'll do give me the uh, Astros. Damn <laughs> Astros money line. Uh, money line's not great value. It's sitting at yeah, minus Yeah, so I'm going to do the run line, yeah. Yeah, minus one and a half. Astros run line, minus 1.5. What do you like, Ben? at minus 106. I was going to do that one. Um, I will go with my other uh, bet then, which was uh, we're going to go Tampa Bay over Washington. Um, Washington just hasn't been able to put up any runs. Um, I know you've got Rasmussen up on the hill, but... Um, I just haven't haven't been too impressed with the way that uh, you know that Washington is going to put out anything over the year. So um, we're gonna we're gonna go we'll go run line minus one and a half, um, and then I I too really like that uh, Houston over Detroit. Nice run line minus one and a half. I like uh, San Diego State plus seven and a half. Obviously, too many points. Uh, I just think. I think San Diego State just too long, too athletic, too deep. They're going to be able to hang in that game. Um, and I also like Mariners money line minus 140. Kirby on the mound. Uh, 3.02 ERA second half of last year. And he's really good at home as well. He should be on a pitch count maybe, supposedly, reportedly. I don't know. But he's still going to go at least five innings. He's going to pitch some great baseball. Uh, Reed Detmer is on the opposite side. And, and Mariners, big bounce back, back spot here for them. So, I like uh I like the Mariners money line on there, and then I also like a money line parlay of the Yankees and uh, and the Guardians. Yankees Guardians money line parlay that pays out what is it plus one sixty seven on there. So uh, Yankees Guardians like, money line parlay. You're gonna go with Washington, but sorry, Guardians. Yeah, yep. Guardians. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday night. We'll be breaking down some more Major League Baseball, uh, breaking down games for the for the next day. Be uh, talking about any news, notes, information that happens bet- between now and then, maybe some NFL uh, draft news as we get closer to the NFL draft. Um, so we appreciate y'all. Tell a friend, twitch.tv slash sports. Let's get this thing going. For Big Ball and Ben Larson, Swerving, Irving, Washington. I'm Jordan. Stacks on stacks on stacks, lads. Peep y'all later. Peace.